Previously on Roleplay Radio. Gary wants to get back at Nora for calling him an old man. He's gonna go off to the side from the celebration and he's just gonna find a random stone. He's gonna use magical tinkering to make it so that it smells like weed. You smell that? You should take care of that. that... Oh, 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 I'm so sorry. I'll take care of this immediately. Griffin, across from the courtyard, you get a glare right in your face. Across from one of the bonfires is a very imposing figure. You know who this is. The Subige family. Family of Lexidons. Kind of a rival family to the Burning Hammers. Do you want to be my friend? <laughs> Do you want to be my friend? I think we should make friends with that one. I'm already friends with that one. Hey, Klaus! Oh. Hey, Klaus! Oh, hello, Shelly. Uh, who's this? This is Tobias, my new friend. Hi, Tobias. Come out, come out wherever you are. And cast fairy fire. They catch something smeared on the chest. Looks almost soiled, tar-like. But you also see some of the missing pages from these books that you picked up. They look like they've been crumpled up. You manage to pull your hand back right in time before the lid slams shut. You hear a growl as the chest itself splinters and the lid of the chest begins to break open as if, like, teeth were forming. Gary's gonna grab a book, like, off the, uh, the table here. He's going to use a magical catapult. Ooh. Uh, it catches your book and just begins chomping down on it. Stop wasting books! <laughs> What's going on down here? She looks straight at mistake. There's a drop of blood going down your cheek. And she lunges. Uh, can I help to intervene? Uh, the aftermath of the fight with the chess, there's commotion. Uh, a lot of the students from the other towers are either staring or have come out into the quad and are standing around. Wondering what happened. How do you all deal with the aftermath of that? Shelly's gonna be super excited and go to everybody and be like, guys, we need a name. We did such a good job together. What is our, what is our name? We need a name. Uh, aren't we just the, the Croc Tower people? Yeah, yeah, no, but, but that's, there's like 10 of those. There's only five of us. And sure enough, there's there's a swarm of students that kind of rush in <laughs> to ask you questions like, what happened? Who, what, we heard shouts, we heard growling, we... Why is there splinters on you? The, the Fantastic Five took care of it. Mistake pieces the fuck out. <laughs> same. Same. There, there's like an audible groan. <laughs> go to my room. <laughs> the Dragon's Guard do try to ask you guys questions. Uh, how much would you disclose to them? I will be telling them pretty much everything that I can because I, I don't know what else I can do in the moment. Give them terse bullet points. Like, Shelly's gonna this, embellish. Like, this oh. happened, and then this happened, gotcha. and this. A uh, mistake will play dumb. Not that far, but just be like, very much like, I don't know what happened. You should talk to someone else. Gary will give accurate answers, probably mostly focused on the fact that there was this weird eldritch balm. But for the most part, he's not trying to talk to people. He's trying to figure out which ripped up pages go with which section of the books <laughs> so that he can mend them. <laughs> Your roommates themselves, uh, they, they arrived after all this happened, and in fact they were kept out of the tower until they cleared up the mess. I think the only person who managed to make it into the tower was Tobias, because he made it, he climbed to the <laughs> outside. But I think at, at some point in the evening, Tobias is going to knock on Shelly's door. So this is like after they've left this, us alone? This is like that evening, yeah. Okay. I mean, yeah, Shelly opens the door. He's standing there, kind of timidly. Hi, uh, can I come in? Yeah. Wait. And he he does this kind of OCD thing where he, like, takes a couple steps forward. Nope, nope, nope. No. Walks back around and then does it, like, two or three times and then finally is able to knock some wood. A lot of very superstitious behavior. He doesn't like being in new spaces, and you can tell. Well, uh... You can sit on the bed. Oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> I'm good. Um, I just came to ask, um, what the fuck? <laughs> I know, right? Uh, Look at the sunset. It's so beautiful. 
That's no. Uh, sunset's fine. Look out this window. Um, I have such a good view. Right now, let's talk about monsters. Monsters uh, in here. I left the forest to get away from the monsters and be somewhere nice and clean and monster-free. What forest? Um, the Black Moors, uh, down in the southern continent. Uh, traveled a long way. <laughs> What's it like there? Uh, pretty nice. Pretty nice. I don't know why they call it the Black Moors, other than the monsters, but... What kind of monsters are there? Oh, poisonous snakes, <laughs> gruffs, humpledinks, the works. Whoa, what do you do with them? Stay the hell away from them is what I do. Oh, how? By climbing really high. Now, oh, please. Oh, that makes a lot of sense. Um, you know, I also like to climb really high, but it's a little dangerous because I weigh 500 pounds. <laughs> Shelly, just answer me one thing. Is it dead? Is the monster dead? He's tapping his foot really anxiously. Um, Shelly will uh, look out the window and say, Oh, I wish the monster was dead. But monsters never die. Nah, I'm just kidding, Tobias. The monster's oh, dead. Shit. We fucking killed that thing. Oh. You should have seen us. We were like a team. It was me. It was Mistake. Mistake? The quiet one? Yeah, Mistake was like doing stuff. Like reading? Was she reading at it? No, no, <laughs> no. Garrett was doing that, though. Okay. Weird. Uh... Would it be too unorthodox if I asked to sleep here tonight? Oh, in my bed with me? <laughs> um, I was thinking the floor or the closet or... That works. I would think it'd be a little too fast to sleep in the bed together. Yeah, yeah, I never I never said bed. You said bed. I did not. I, uh, <laughs> right. I'll go get my blanket and pillows and I'll just, I'll just pick a corner. Yeah, we can have a sleepover. It'll be fun. Great. Wait, oh my God. Do you want to play card games? I love card games. Yo, we can stay up all night and play card games. Uh, well, we have class in the morning, but we can stay up till like 11. <laughs> what about like, we don't go to bed at all? Have you ever done that before? I've always wanted to, but I didn't really have any friends in the swamp. Uh, you know what? You killed a monster tonight. I don't even think I'll get any sleep, so sure, screw it. Yeah. I'll, I'll get coffee and pastries and I'll bring him back up here. Can but... I invite Mistake? Oh boy. Uh, sure, but I'll be very quiet. Oh, okay. Then just us this time. Great, great, great. Okay, he just sighs of relief and <laughs> hops downstairs to get the pastries and the coffee. Shelly will mutter to themselves, Mistake wouldn't have come anyways. <laughs> <laughs> The following morning, I would like to start with a mistake getting a knock on her door. I'm gonna put her ear to the door and listen. Uh, silence. Is, is there a little peephole? Yes. <laughs> Looking through the peephole. Probably you, on toes. You see Aurora. She is standing there, leaning against the wall, and uh, she's got a mask on over her, the bottom half of her face. It looks very gothy, and there's like a floral pattern on it, but it's all black. Uh, Sig is going to put one hand on the short sword, and then just say through the door, Can I help you? Do you usually talk through doors at people? When I have reason to be wary of the other person, yes. Fair enough. I brought you something. What something? Just open the door, okay? With the sword behind her back, she'll open the door slowly. She looks at you up and down and says, Do you bring me flowers or something? What do you have back there? Why do you care? You're right, I don't. She hasn't come in yet. Um, may I? She'll kind of back up 
so Aurora can go in. Um, I don't want to say please, but can you just ask me to come in? Can you come in? Thank you. And she immediately enters. She kind of walks around a little, just kind of looking around. She's carrying a little, a tiny little box with a little bow on it. And she's just holding it at first. As she's looking around, she uh, will say, look, uh, this is really awkward for me. And I assume that it is also awkward for you. So I'll make it quick. I flipped out. I shouldn't have. And I am really embarrassed. What you must understand is that I can't help it. <sighs> they make me take this stupid nose spray. I fucking hate it. It numbs my nose. It itches. It's awful. Ah, uh, so I didn't take it yesterday, and so I was home all day. Not cool, but there it is. Um, and I brought you this. And she just hands you the little box. Warily take it. If I ever flip out again, just, just use it. She points at the box. It's a gun. <laughs> it's a garlic. <laughs> just kind of look at the box, look up at Aurora. Thank you. the least I can do. Uh, don't open it. Not until I'm done. Right. Okay. And she steps out, kind of looks over her shoulder like she's about to say something else, and then just shakes her head, changes her mind. Um, I won't be offended, probably. By what? Whatever it is you wanted to say. I also don't sleep on the bed. And she winks. All right. So it, it's not weird. It's what I'm saying. <laughs> well, that's good to know. It's probably the one thing I feel a bit more normal about then. See you in class. Sure. Stake will put the sword back. <laughs> <laughs> and we'll open the box. Uh, you guessed it. There is a clove of garlic in there. Is it a clove when it's the whole the whole yeah, thing? Yeah, it's, yeah, it's the a bulbous head. little... Oh, it's a head of garlic. A clove. Oh yeah, the clove is like the little slice, like yeah. the little yeah, yeah. orange slice. Alternatively, bulb. It is a bulb of garlic. <laughs> a bulbasaur. Gary's totally going to use that in something. The garlic? Yeah. Oh yeah, I just, oh, I need to cook something. Oh, this is just here. Wonderful <laughs> garlic. And then poor Aurora's just going to have to like vacate the entire building for a while. Basically, I have a question for the table. Who's up before Grip? I don't believe I would be. It seems unlikely that Gary would be either. Uh, depending on how long it takes to get to class, I think that he would basically be heading out and going straight to class. Okay. So sometime after Aurora leaves and the state realizes it's garlic, waits enough time so that Aurora doesn't feel like the steak is following her or anything, and then probably heads downstairs to see what it looks like, uh, how much it's been cleaned up, if anything else has been moved, if there's any mysterious furniture. So, Nora had the common room cleaned up. It's more or less back to normal, with the exception of the few books that Garrett and Koss were mending. Any scorch marks or... or uh, splinters that you guys left behind is still there. However, one thing does strike you as odd. There is a stranger in the common room. He is a Lexidon. You've never seen the house cat more friendly with anyone. Not even with Shelly. The house cat is literally sitting on this Lexidon's shoulder. He is wearing first year attire, but he's also wearing <coughs> armor on top of it just to kind of flaunt. He's wearing like shoulder pads, a very um, sparkly chainmail vest, and he's got a long sword in its sheath next to him. You also get the smell of pipe smoke, and you do indeed see him. 
smoking a pipe. And he's just sitting there reading this big old tome next to the fireplace. Doesn't acknowledge you, just sits there. Not gonna acknowledge him either. Okay. <laughs> just, just gonna kind of see that, see like, oh, this is a rich person that I don't know. Not human, but very obviously a rich person. <laughs> a few minutes later, Griff, it's 7.15. You make your way downstairs. And lo and behold, you see that familiar face that you saw across one of the bonfires uh, in the quad the first day you were here. Uh, he looks at you and he says, Burning Hammer? <sighs> yes. I was just acknowledging your presence. It is the chivalrous thing to do, I've been told. Have you also been told that it's chivalrous to be in someone else's place unannounced without permission super early in the morning? After that initial eye contact, he stops and he's just reading his book. You can tell on the cover it says uh, the great sieges of Arcadios. And he says, <clears throat> do not fret. I am not here for you. I am here for one of your housemates. And he takes a big puff of pipe smoke and blows it in your direction while petting the cat. Don't you just love felines? So docile. Oleonin wouldn't fret. There's a reason why we're kings. And you need loud embellishments. Who do you want to talk to, Suvish? The only loud one here, friend, is you. You stirred up quite commotion with your little brawl here yesterday. Tell me, does trouble just follow you around or do you make it yourself to bring attention? Who are you here to see? Oh, I did not realize you made very many friends. But this fine. is my place. This is also their place. It's not your place. Who are you here to see? Roll me an intimidation check. Uh, nat 20 plus 5. Oh. <laughs> in the jungle, baby. <laughs> you look so imposing to the point where he almost wants to stand up just so he can be taller than you. Sets his book down. Garrett Greek. Garrett's not here to take your call right now. Why don't you leave a message? sure to have him get back to you unannounced he starts getting up very slowly okay in the hopes that he'll be able to catch garrett grig he grabs his long sword and straps it to his back your housemate ruined my reputation on day one he does it again i may not be this friendly he walks up nose to nose or nose to trunk and looks up at him and just says I'll be sure he gets the message if you hadn't rolled a 25 <laughs> <laughs> you would now be rolling an issue mistake is totally just like in the kitchen you heard all of this yeah yeah I'm gonna go downstairs. If you heard it all, why don't you let Garrett know? And he just goes. <laughs> sure, just talk to the human. <laughs> I'd just like to point out, you and the human have a class together today. I know. <laughs>
Costa is gonna come down at some point after they've spent some time flexing in the mirror to themselves <laughs> because they have decided that they didn't like being picked on in class and so Aww. they wanted to look more intimidating so they are going with a big buff bronze dragonborn for today. Ooh, that's new. You're still wearing your Koss hat. Oh yes, yes, absolutely. Koss comes down the stairs with like some heavier thumps than usual and this incredibly large and tall dragonborn looks over at Mistake and says, Good morning, Mistake! <laughs> Koss? Hi, that's me. I thought I'd try something different t today. Well, it is different. Is it bad different? Do you like it? I like it. Oh, good. Well, um, I'll see you in... Actually, I won't see you in class. After class? Yeah, I'll see you after class. At this point, you hear, like, a turtle slowly going down the stairs. <laughs> <laughs> just a lot of thumps. <laughs> Can we please have Toby just, like... Asleep on my shoulder. On That's shoulder. literally what I was gonna do. I was gonna say when, when I got down, you see me holding Toby. <laughs> ah, good morning. You you look a bit worse for wear. Did you sleep well? We didn't go to sleep. <laughs> oh. Well, I guess Toby did, but <laughs> I haven't gone to bed. It looks like he's sleeping right now. Yeah, and I'm gonna like pat Tobias. <laughs> and then I'm gonna say, hi, Jerome, and go over to the cat. <laughs> <laughs> Are you going to give the cat different names every time? Yeah, that's the plan. <laughs> okay. Two of you are taking a class in Quandrix. Two of you have been sent to a, the lecture hall at the Biblioplex, so it's pretty easy to get there. Griff, you have some Prismari classes to go to. Gary is going to wake up and pretty much run straight to class. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Uh, the fastest way to get to class is by taking the carriages that take you to different campuses. And you notice... I don't know if you actually... Roll a perception check. Okay. That's a two. Oh, no. So, Griff, I'm going to say you notice. Subish is waiting by the fountain. And when he sees Garrett leaving the tower, he gets up and starts following uh, I will stalk him. He wouldn't want to necessarily take away Garrett's uh, independence here and stand up for himself. Uh, and so if he needs to butt in, he would butt in. I'll fight an elephant. <laughs> <laughs> That's frown upon yeah. in university grounds with the exception of one place. I mean, I'm sorry, I'll throw paws. <laughs> <laughs> He's mostly just walking with the rest of the students that are heading towards these carriages. Greta, ironically, is also following Garrett right out of the tower. Garrett, you get to the carriage first. And Greta accosts you. Oh, um, hey, hey, uh, hi. Uh, um... Hi. Oh, you're still mad? Um, uh, I'm going to Lorehold. Where are you going? Quandrix. Looks like we're going in different directions. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. Just wait. Peace offering? She hands it over to you. It is a rock. You turn over the rock, and it has the face of Crocked. The goblin got a misfortune. Koss told me about how you destroyed the uh, the statue in Ravnica, and I just think that's so awesome. So um, I just I made that for you by hand. Um, I hope that that I I don't know what I hope. Uh, Gary's very thrown off by this. Where I come from, we give each other, like, little, like, mementos and, like, you know, it, yeah. I mean, that, that wasn't really an experience that I wanted to be reminded of, but what? I appreciate the gesture. Why not? That's so cool. Yeah, the, uh, the Izzet League did not think so. Well, it sounds like the Izzet League needs to, like, grow a sense of humor. I'm sure that the financial damages might have had something to do with it. Hmm. Okay. And then in the distance you hear, 
Greta, hey, and she goes, oh, Santher, hey, um, hey, talk later, yeah? Whatever, bye. Bye. Uh, hey, what's up? I was just talking to the first year. Immediately following Greta, when you get into this carriage, a Lexadon arm holds the door. Oh, thanks. You're welcome. Mind if we share? Are you going to Quandrix? Sure. It's a weird way to answer. Um, yeah. Before it's about to close, the classic. Um, <laughs> peel back. He doesn't acknowledge any of it, but he knows what's going on, and he just takes a seat. So they're like um, diagonally from each other. Ooh. You're gonna be late. That's fine. Uh, are you? Both taking computational magic 101? Sure. Well, that's good. I don't think I know anyone in the class. Uh, I'm Gary. Rampart. That's a cool name, Rampart. Rampart Suvige. You ever heard of the Suviges? No. <laughs> what did you learn? I rolled a three. <laughs> that like a type of raw fish? <laughs> no, no, he would know what a type of raw fish was. Mm -hmm. He um, he doesn't even look at you while he talks to you, Garrett. He's looking at Griff. Well, perhaps that is why you made the mistake you did. Do you mind if I smoke here, Garrett? Uh, I mean, it's a little enclosed, but I guess we could Great. open a window. He lights a match and starts lighting his pipe. That's rude. You think so, do you? When somebody just told you to open a window and you don't? Yeah, a little bit. Well, you know what I find ruder, Garrett? Telling on people. Ratting people out like a true rat. And for the first time, he stops looking at Griff and looks at you and just... Blow smoke out. <coughs> Excuse me, I don't have a very good constitution. <coughs> Baby lungs, huh? Um, I suppose that's a way of putting it. I suppose you don't want a hit? Uh, I, I don't know what you're smoking, but I'm going to class. Probably not. You don't know what I'm smoking, and yet you are very inclined to rat me out. And he leans in. Uh, I, I haven't met you before, so I, I don't really know what, what I could have done. And so, um, he would lean in and say, beg your pardon. Uh, so he was here earlier. In this carriage? <laughs> in our living room. Smoking the same delight. And um, I was supposed to give you a message from him. Sorry, Suvi. Apparently he's mad about you making some type of a smell or something. And he's trying to threaten you because he's insecure. Insecure? About his reputation because he's not strong enough to uphold it in the eyes of others. Something so small would actually make it all come tumbling down. So it's a bit of a issue for him. I forgot to give you the message, my pardons. I beg um, your pardon. You can beg. Can and you cannot threaten the people that I live with. If anybody threatens them, it would be me. So. Thanks. Yeah, you're welcome. <laughs> so if I hear anything, I will make sure that your ramparts come tumbling down. <laughs> uh, what is so funny, Garrett? What's your name? Driver, uh, I got on the wrong bus. <laughs> yes, driver, indeed. Do pull over. Remember. I hear anything happening to this one or anyone where I live. Even if you didn't do it, it's gonna be on you. <laughs> mm. 
I look forward to the moment of burning hammer. He's gonna wait till you leave. Are you leaving first? Yeah, he leaves to grab his book bag, and as he turns around, his tail hits him in the face. <laughs> <laughs> Got a mind of its own. <laughs> he leans over at Garrett. One day, you will not have your feline friend to protect you. Uh, hey, listen, man, I don't have any quarrel with you. I I think that this got out of hand because I was trying to send Nora on a wild goose chase because she said I looked like an old man. So I I made a smell to try and like send her in that direction and find nobody and I guess she found you instead. Uh, so that was my mistake. Uh, that was not supposed to adversely affect you. It was only supposed to adversely affect Nora. Well, it affected me great. I got written up because of you. I mean, that might have happened anyways. He blows smoke in your face again. <coughs> uh, did the windows in here even open? <coughs> have a good class, Garrett Creek. On the way, Shelly, like, takes Topias and puts him in a carriage to wherever class he's supposed to be going to. <laughs> This is his book bag, and this is his copy. He hasn't slept, so when he gets to, to where you're going, will you give him the copy and the book bag? Sure. It's very unusual. But... We had a good night last night, so he didn't really sleep that much. You know what? I will not pry. We played lots of cards. What's your name, by the way? Uh, Isaac. Hi, Isaac. Hi. Okay, bye. Okay, bye. This is Tobias, by the way. Yeah, 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 it says it on this book bag. Oh yeah, my name's Shelly. Nice to meet you, can I go? Oh, uh, I mean, it's up to your carriage driver. I am the carriage driver. Oh, <laughs> my mistake. Was that not obvious by the uniform? Sorry, I just thought you were another student. Have a good day. Thanks. Uh, Akas will um, come up behind Shelly and just be look, do you making friends? Yeah! Did you know that this one's not a student? Yeah, I can tell by the uniform. Oh, <laughs> that's pretty smart. Um, you look different today. Uh, I, I decided to try something out, out uh, something different. Are you sure you're good? Because you, you seem a little bit out of it. Oh, you know, um, just having a good day so far. Alright, well, the next class is uh, Magic of Compliments, so I think we should get started by practicing. Okay. Let's look at different people and think about different ways to compliment them. Okay. For example, I enjoy that your shell can be used as storage space, and I think that's really cool. Oh, thank you. Anyways, uh... <laughs> Is it bigger on the inside? Um, I, I compliment. Um, yes. your heart is bigger on the inside. Oh, <laughs> thank you. You're I, welcome. I Anyways, if I fall asleep on the way, will you just hit me? I... Did you get yourself a coffee? What's coffee? I'm gonna get you a coffee. Cos, <laughs> you have intro to the magic of compliments. Shelly, you chose slam poetry. The weird thing is, though, after getting their coffee, you both noticed it on your slip for that day. It says the same lecture hall. And you'd see two crowds of students barging into that same lecture hall. Some of them looking at each other confusedly. There might even be two entrances, <laughs> and you go in through one entrance with one crowd, and then you just see across the lecture hall, through the other entrance is Shelly again. <laughs> <laughs> so right on time, very promptly, um, the students all kind of settle in, and as soon as the clock strikes eight, the doors open on either side of the lecture hall. On one side, on your side, Koss, there is a Leonin with a beautiful golden mane. He is wearing um, black and white, and he looks just almost very serene, like he's walking, he's got his staff, and he's smiling at all of his students. On the other side is a tiefling. A tiefling also wearing very like dark gray and ivory, and he's got a smirk with his hands crossed in front of him, sizing everybody up from one side. The Leonin and the Tiefling look at each other from across the lecture hall, and there's a pause. 
they walk up right to each other. And if you're sitting near the front, you will hear it very clearly. Curious. Barriers. I reserve this lecture hall for today. Actually, there must be a mistake. I reserve the lecture hall for today. Now, you see, Mavinda and I are old friends, and, well, she agreed that I would take day one. Actually, no. Well, I, I reserved it since the end of last year. And they just, this goes on for several minutes until eventually they're just like, you know what? Why didn't we share it? I, I mean, uh, I suppose it's fine by me if I... Uh, uh, Thank you. Aren't you a dear? <laughs> they both go to their sides of the classroom. Who's in my, uh, intro to Magic of Compliments? Please scooch to the left side of the classroom, please. Thank you. I'll sit on the left side of the middle. <laughs> me too. I mean... The right side Everyone <laughs> who's got slam poetry with Barry's Blackstone, please sit in the right side. The right and only right side. What's the wrong side? It's kind of the left, right. darling. Oh, but my friend's sitting there. Well, your friend is wrong, darling. <laughs> Are you wrong, Cos? I think so. I'm, spo I'm supposed to be on the left side. I presume we're in the front row, right? <laughs> <laughs> Helio Sunmane teaching Intro to Magic of Compliments and Darius Blackstone teaching Slam Poetry are both trying to talk over each other. So you kind of only get half the lesson. Helio Sunmane is talking about all about how words can be used to empower and aid your allies, whereas Professor Blackstone is talking all about how words can be used to tear somebody's soul apart, right down to the bone, make them feel like utter shit. And then Helios is like, or, or, or you can make them feel like the greatest person in the world simply by a mere act of kindness. Shelly's gonna whisper in Koss's ear. I think I signed up for the wrong class. <laughs> Don't strike me as the mean kind. Uh, I think you can fill out a trans, uh, like a class swap form within the first week or something. There's a slam as uh, right in front of Shelly, Professor Blackstone faces you directly like, are you talking to one of your classmates who's not your classmate? Um, no. Then what did I just see? You saw me whispering, because I was gonna slam him later. Why don't you slam him now? Oh, they actually use they series pronouns? My mistake. I'm sorry, Koss. It's okay. <laughs> Insults are gender neutral, darling. Okay. Um, sure. Helios is protesting, like, actually, this is not what I, uh, I do not condone this in my classroom. <laughs> Come on, what's a little friendly banter amongst folks? And Helios is like, all right, uh, what's your name? Uh, my name's Koss. Koss. And he whispers in your ear, kill them with kindness. <laughs> and they ask the both of you to stand up in front of the class. While we're walking up, I'm gonna whisper to Koss. I'm not gonna mean anything I say. <laughs> I understand. <laughs> you both are pitted against each other. The entire class is so into this. Akasa is like very nervous about actually being in front of everybody on stage and stuff. Professor Helios is going to whisper in your ear, don't be afraid. It's only stage fright, right? Don't stay jitters. Uh, sure. Go on, Mary. You what? can do it. It's in your heart. What's the other professor's name? Professor Blackstone. Uh, before we start, uh, Professor Blackstone? Yes, darling. I think this is a really great idea because it'll let us see the practical applications of the things we're going to learn. <laughs> sure. <laughs> and Professor Blackstone leans into Shelley's ear and says, Don't disappoint me. <laughs> cut, cut deep. I'll pay it, I'll, I'll, I'll do the things you've taught me in the first 15 minutes of this class that's gonna last the whole semester. But, uh, I think this is performance. I mm -hmm. think so. Oh, yeah. yeah. Can I just perform instead? Wait, no, I'm gonna use the cost dice. <laughs> that's a natural one. Oh. I got a 19. Uh, I like your shell. I said that already on the trip over. 
What do you say to I, Koss? I'm gonna, I'm gonna go like give like the thumbs up to Koss. <laughs> Professor Blackstone just nudges you. Okay, um, their name is Koss. Koss, they don't like to be the same, and that's pretty lame. I have a nice shell and you don't even go to hell because you're gonna go to heaven where you can't even count to 11. <laughs> So Professor Blackstone puts a hand on Shelly's shoulder and just grins very smugly at Professor Helios and says, well, that needs work, clearly, but I think we figured out who the real winner is here, right? I think Cost did really good. Shh. Okay. <laughs> Do not ruin it. Professor Blackstone will look at Cost and say, uh, Changeling, eh? Might want to consider... A different attire next time, something a little more confident. Koss is going to take a deep breath, and then they're going to look at Shelley and say, I don't think you should let him order you around like that just because he's teaching your class. And I'm going to offer Shelley my bardic inspiration to take a big ol' shit on this professor. Cost <laughs> <laughs> gets sent back to his seat. Professor Helios is a little embarrassed. And it's just like, oh well, clearly I need to teach you more about the fundamentals of language and how you can use it to empower. No, no, uh, no worries, Cost. We will work on it. And then, um, I'm gonna, yeah, I'm gonna say, uh. I think Koss is right. Um, I think, uh, uh... Professor Blackstone stops in his tracks to the point where, like, the wood screeches underneath him. I'm sorry, I must have gunk in my ear. What did you say? Um, I was gonna say that, um, since I got to roast Koss, um, and since you're teaching me to, to, you know, be able to cut through, I just was wondering, um... If, how, if I could do it on you as practice? That is the final exam. Do not get ahead of yourself, darling. Uh, I got a nat 20. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, so your name is Professor Blackstone, but you look more like a kidney stone running around saying you cut deep but i can do this while half asleep and from what i can see you only do this slam poetry because being better than others brings you glee you can't say anything to hurt me or my friend Koss because i'm gonna get down on my knee and show you who's fucking boss shining so bright it makes you blind so you crawl into the dark to unwind and think of everything you hate well i hope these words make you quake because while all you can do is hurt i know when to compliment someone's shirt oh but not yours that's <laughs> <laughs> ugly <laughs> nice. professor blackstone doesn't quite know what to say <laughs> so he takes a minute and then he walks you back to your desk and he says that was the bravest thing I've ever seen a first year do in my classroom. I just did it for my friend. I actually was really scared, but, but um... But, and uh, now I'm disappointed. Um, okay. And Shelly sits and then leans into cost. Did I do good? You did wonderful. Uh, I will yeah. actually also um, look over at the Leonin professor and say, I think I'm pretty good at it, actually. Just <laughs> not on stage. And then I'll look over at uh, Shelly as my proof. <laughs> Garrett and Mistake, you are taking Computational Magic 101 together. This is an Aquandrix class. It is a very uh, symmetrical canvas. Every tree, every shrub. Nature is very, uh, oh boy, brain fart. Asymmetric? Basically, <laughs> unpredictable, asymmetric. But even the trees here, for every jagged branch there is, there is an equally jagged branch on the other side. Every Everything is impossibly symmetric. 
There are also fountains where the water is rising up and collecting into polygon shapes and then dropping. It's, uh, yeah, it's very pretty. I want to say that Mistake got there first. So this class is very clean. There are all kinds of liquids and powders along the shelves on the wall, but they are behind glass. Also, the way that this class is laid out is that there are two seats to every table. And it's not a lecture hall, it's a lot smaller. You get there and most of the seats near the back have been taken. All right, so the only empty tables are in the front. First two rows. And the other ones, there might be one empty seat. Mm -hmm. Is there an empty seat next to another tiefling? No. Can I go to an empty table? Yes. <laughs> no, yes, you can. Best. Gary, you make it to class. Probably very, very close to when it's starting. Okay. Particularly because he was, he might even be late actually because his carriage stopped yeah. twice. Yeah. So he would have been right on time and now he's late. And even though you're late, uh, a couple of minutes late, the professor's not there yet. You see an empty desk at the very front. You also see that there are not that many empty seats left, but you spot a very familiar face at the front. Hi, I, I know you. Um, mistake, right? Yeah. Do you, do you mind if I sit here? If you don't. Uh, well, there aren't really a lot of other places left. Okay. Garrett! From across the classroom, a turquoise-haired girl with big round glasses walks right up to you. Garrett Grigg, is that you? Oh, hi, Lorraine. Hi. You know, I was just looking for a lab partner. Um, tell me you're not going to sit here with the lessers, are you? What do you mean by lessers? <laughs> oh, come on, Garrett. Between you and me, she leans in. Tieflings can't be trusted, Garrett. That seems probably like a generalization. Uh, I actually like sitting closer to the front. It helps me pay better attention. So I'm gonna stay here, if that's all right. Oh. Oh. You know what? I thought we had something going back at the Biblioplex Cafe, but I see that you are very picky with your alliances. And she glares at Mistake. Who's not paying any fucking attention <laughs> to her. Mistake is has like the textbook open and is reading some of the beginning stuff. Uh, nope. Not picky, just, uh, you know, not making sweeping generalizations. <laughs> she didn't say anything. She just kind of turns around so fast that some of her hair kind of fluffs you in the face. <coughs> Strong shampoo smell. <laughs> Toby happens to be in this class. He stumbles in very late, just... <sighs> it's about five minutes into class. Teacher's still not here. Once Gary's put his stuff down, he's gonna start walking around the classroom looking at all the stuff, like, behind the glass. Mm. And try to figure out what he can identify mm -hmm. just based on sight, or if there are any labels. Uh, sure. Arcana check? Sure. <laughs> that's so bad! You know, that's a seven. <laughs> None of them are labeled, weirdly. You get the sense that um, they're organized the way the teacher wants them to be organized. And, yeah, you don't know. Okay. Toby brushes right by you and tries to take a seat when he kind of like trips over his own back because he's so sleepy. I would like to attempt to catch Toby. Okay. Come on, bring me another two. Yeah, now I do well. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's a 14. <gasps> I, I did not think that that was actually going to work. All right, uh, up, up you go. I know you. Gary. Tobias, and he stumbles backwards this time. <laughs> and then he's looking back and he goes, uh, Gary, do you see this? He's looking right over at the teacher's desk. I'll look at the teacher's desk. It's empty. Do, do you mean the teacher not being here? He motions you over with a paw. I, I, I will follow. You take a couple of steps, and the moment you enter the zone, a teacher appears on the desk. She is leaning over it, 
fast asleep, drooling over a bunch of parchments. <laughs> if you look back, you notice that the rest of the class is still chattering. Yeah. Toby looks up at Garrett. You see it? Yeah, I think we should probably we should probably wake her up. Uh, at this point, Mistake has gotten close enough to also see. Mistake's just gonna use thaumaturgy. <laughs> to, to do what? To create a loud noise. What does the, the loud noise sound like? Thunder. <laughs> the teacher immediately just, ah, ah, and she's got a parchment stuck to her face. Oh my god. What time is it? 8.07. <clears throat> she gets up from her chair and does a little wave of the hand and the illusion shatters. And the rest of the class sees the professor standing there amongst this pile of parchments. Good morning, class. Uh, my, my name is Dean Kayan, and I will be teaching you Computational Magic 101 course this year. Why are you laughing? Ah, uh, Gary's just gonna walk over and take the paper off her face and hand it to her. Oh dear. <laughs> That's a first. <laughs> My apologies, well, uh, not that I have to explain myself to anyone, but uh, I've been swamped with work, given that I'm the only dean here now. Anyway, open up your textbooks to chapter one. Have a seat, please, please. Thank you so much for waking me. Sure. Mistakes just back at the table, mm. acting like nothing fucking happened. Uh, hey, can I borrow your textbook? Read over your shoulder. I didn't buy one. They're free for first years. Shit! Okay, I didn't realize that. <laughs> Alright. I'm just gonna kind of push the book into the middle of the table. Thanks. In this class, you will be learning how to have a keen mind. How to observe your surroundings and, um... She, you can tell she's a little flustered. Her hair is kind of messy. She uh, basically spent the night here doing paperwork. She starts talking about a lot of theory and how eventually you'll have to conjure a fractal for your final exam. So given an animal or any living being that you've seen before, you're going to replicate it. Is there anything else you'd like to do for the rest of the class? Be very uncomfortable. <laughs> Yeah, Gary, like, keeps leaning in because he's just trying to read the book better. <laughs> like, just kind of pushes it over. It's like, it's fine, I already read that chapter. Oh, oh alright, thanks. After class, do you walk out together? Or separately? Well, Gary wants to talk to Dean Kayan. Okay, sure. What do you say to Dean Kayan? Uh, so we'd start out by introducing himself. Uh, hi, I'm Garrett. Greg, uh, Gary. Hi, Gary. Nice to meet you, Dean Kayan. Nice to meet you as well. Uh, I thought your lecture today was really interesting. Are you paying attention? Yeah, yeah, of course, of course. Uh, alright. Great. Um, so I was really hoping that I could talk to some of the professors in your department, or you in particular. I had a really strong mentorship relationship uh, before I came here, and I'm kind of looking to reestablish something like that. Um, she looks like she needs some sleep. She's half paying attention. She goes, mentorship? Uh, were you sponsored by a quandary, Professor? What? Well, no, no, um, I'm from the, uh, is it engineers in Ravnica? I had a mentor back there, and I was looking to oh. find a mentor here. Right, darling, don't get me wrong. I normally would be very happy to inspire our fellow first years, but I'm swamped. I'm the only Dean here left in Quandrix for now, and they haven't assigned a new one, and... Right, well, I heard about the, the other Dean went into his office and didn't leave his office. Have they checked his office? Of course. I checked his office personally. There was no one there. With detect magic or something? Yes. I mean, a lot of his books were magic, but that's about it. Okay, I mean, fair enough. I don't know any better than you. Um... Right, uh, I guess even if you could just introduce me to some of the other professors in your department, somebody who might make a good mentor. Um, why don't you talk to Professors Adrix and Nev, darling, and maybe they can have more time on their hands? I, 
Right, yeah, I saw them in the alchemy labs, actually. That was another thing that I wanted to talk to you about. I heard that you're not allowed in unless you're doing a class. Um, I had some personal projects that I was hoping I could work on. She immediately starts writing on a piece of paper. Will this make you leave me alone? You look at it, and it is a teacher's slip so that you can use the alchemy labs after school hours. Yep. Okay, that works. Um, that is a one-time use only. Then I probably will only leave you alone this one time. You may uh, use the alchemy labs later in the course, for, for sure, but um, whatever other projects you have going on, just, just, just don't blow anything up. Uh, no promises. I'm keeping this. Bye, thank you! Uh, I, you know what, it's fine. Uh, before you're able to exit, Lorene accosts you right at the door. Not only do you recognize her, the two older boys that are with her are Louis and Timothy, mm. who you spoke to last week. May I say, we missed out on an opportunity to name them Louis and Huey and or Dewey. <laughs> I know, I know. But Tyler said Timmy and I'm going with it. Yeah. Lorene accosts you, basically corners you, and it's like, well, 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 Garrett. Oh, hi, Lorene. Hi, Louis and oh, Timothy. Oh, hey, we know him. <laughs> These are my brothers, Louis and Timothy. Oh, I did not, Louis and Timothy, I didn't realize you two were related to each other. You don't look that similar. Right, Garrett, what you did in there was most embarrassing. Uh, I don't appreciate people affiliating with lessers and- Right, okay, Um. so you, you use that word again, it, Seems extremely demeaning, and I, again, don't know what you're talking about. She puts a finger on your lip. I'm gonna bite her finger. <laughs> like a hard bite? Like to kill? Like, uh... <laughs> I'm not, like, trying to bite her finger off or draw blood. Just but, you know, make it hurt. Like, what, what are you doing putting your finger on my mouth? She will blink a couple of times. Well, that's rude, but... Well, uh, you were rude first. I appreciate someone who stands up for themselves. Garrett, could you do me a favor? Probably not. Well, we're already starting off at a bad foot here, aren't Well, we? I mean, that kind of happened when you started saying some people were less than other people. Well, they are. No, I'm pretty sure they're not. And the sooner you realize that they are, the better you'll be, and the more progress you'll make in your journey in Quandrix. I'm not in Quandrix. Someday, you might be. And if you know what's good for yourself, you can affiliate yourself with me and my family. Um, why don't you come and visit the Golwanda Tower across the quad when you get a chance? I, uh, I have a favor to ask of you. It involves getting into the alchemy labs. I'm pretty sure you could just walk in. Your brothers showed me as much. Well, yeah, but, um, my brothers are idiots. Hey! <laughs> you are. Um, I need something. And usually teachers don't really pay much attention to first years, but I'm a known face. I mean, just look at this. So maybe someone like you might be less recognized? And if you did me this one favor, well, I'll be very grateful. Very, very grateful. She gives you the googly eyes. I, uh, I, I will consider it. Great. But I, I think you should consider being less of a bigot. Fair enough. And she just leaves, turns around and leaves. <laughs> All right, Griff. Meh. You make it to Prismari right in the nick of time. Do I have to sit in the front again? You do. Okay. Because you... you took a carriage to a different campus. The Prismari campus is very interesting, very artsy. Unlike the Quandrix campus, everything here seems to... The shapes of the buildings don't make sense. They're kind of just all over the place. They're curvy, they're jagged in one end, like there are spikes growing out on one side, there are rooms just kind of hanging on one other side. There's also a lot of elemental things going on here, everywhere from uh, lit fires on sculptures to sculptures that have electricity just like <laughs> sparking out of them. There are murals all over the place in this campus. 
It is a haven for artists. There is one road that has warning signs. You see rope that has been set up so that you don't go past that area. But the lecture hall is straight ahead. This lecture hall is a lot like the Quandrix one. The tables are set up. There are two chairs to every table. Since you make it just in the nick of time, it's very packed. There's only one seat available at the front, and it's next to Rosie Myth and Bid was Fiddlewings, in, in, in fact. All around this room, there are paintings of different professors. You'll see a couple of burning hammers here and there from like 300 years ago. You might recognize <clears throat> great, great, great grandfather, great, great, great grandmother. <laughs> Rosamith and Bib will signal you over from, from the front. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Oh, hey, I heard you were going to be in my class. I said, you see? Great. Great. I'm so excited. I'm really all about dancing and choreography. In our uh, LARPing club, we actually study choreography, study all about different battle tactics, and you should come over, you should join. I... not much of a dancer. But you're a warrior, aren't you? Your family is? Yes. Yes. So? Not much of a dancer still. Why are you in this class then? Broadening my horizons. Well, that's good. I hope you broaden them enough so that you can join our labyrinth club. We could use a Leone. There's just gnomes, halflings, and humans there. Maybe a couple of elves. Ow. Also, I feel very offensive when I put on Leonin main to play Leonin. I don't like it, but sometimes the part calls for it. I mean... Oh. <laughs> <laughs> The door opens. <laughs> Saving you from having to respond to that. Explain what cat face is. <laughs> so, the door opens. You don't even see this professor's face at first because her gown takes up all the attention. It is very flowy. It's a turquoise color. There are floral patterns at the bottom, but then as it goes up, you see miniature figurines on her dress. If you look closely enough, they look like they're fighting. I look closely enough. Yeah, they, they look like they're fighting even on her back. There are battle depictions all over the place, but it's almost like a blink and you miss it. Like it looks like a pattern. It's a mural itself, this dress. And she is flaunting and she is walking very upright. Her skin is blue pointed ears, silver hair that is uh, cropped very, very short. And she's very pristine and serene as she's walking right up to her desk. And she starts the class in a very interesting way. Can I have a volunteer? And she looks right at Griff. Preferably someone who knows how to handle a cannon. And as she says that, a cannon from the ceiling starts to lower. He d doesn't get up until he sees the cannon. Before he was thinking, how can he pass this off to Rose? He, and he follows the cannon. It's coming down from the ceiling. Mm -hmm. yeah. So kind of following it down and looks at the professor like the squinting eyes like, Is that a yes? And he gets up, <laughs> and he goes up there. She uh, reaches into her desk, pulls out a torch that is unlit, and she just goes, and she hands it to you. Be very careful. He grabs it with the dragon scale arm. A lot of the students notice the scales. Everybody is silent. They don't know what's going on, why this is happening. They just are in it, and they want to see something. She <clears throat> paces around the room, and she kind of motions you to stand next to this cannon, which is across from the teacher's desk. And she starts going on a spiel about the art of dance. <laughs> and about... <laughs> the importance of choreography and knowing moves like the, the back of your palm and how that can save your life. 
And then she finishes by saying, Don't believe me? See for yourself. Griffin! Yes, I know your name. Do us a favor. Aim for the heart. Uh, he looks out. Is there anyone there that he recognizes outside of Rosie? Um, the elephant. Ricard. <laughs> no, no. Is Ricard there? <laughs> Ricard, sure. Ricard's there. Rick. Yep. You saw this too? Yeah, got you, bro. Okay. Stop <laughs> talking and shoot already. It's just not every day. Uh, I bet not. And she flaunts her dress up. And as, as soon as it like gets that big old flourish, it's the kaboom. And she dodges it, like closes her eyes, and she just does some sort of really fancy dance move. And the, the cannonball goes through her and smashes against the back wall. Again. I, I mean... Again! You could just step to the side. <laughs> Kaboom. And you, <laughs> you shoot again. And this time she hops up and does the splits in the air as the cannon goes underneath her. And again, another hole in the wall. Again. Boom! <laughs> 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 you get like faster and faster. Yeah, she even dares you. <sighs> Let's kick it up a notch, shall we? Two cannons. <laughs> <laughs> Can I be the second cannon? <laughs> <laughs> Ricard. Yes, that's my name. I'm good at memorizing my students' names. Why don't you aim the cannon? Oh, uh, yeah, sure. <laughs> she walks over to a wall steps on the wall and starts walking off the wall. Aim for the heart, Ricard. Cool. Boom. <laughs> <laughs> she does these elaborate dance moves all over the wall and then eventually ends up on the ceiling and you're still trying to shoot up at her and she's dodging every single... Who's gonna pay for this? <laughs> What's happening to the lecture I, hall? I think it's your yeah. family. No. <laughs> <laughs> That's why you're doing it. <laughs> no, there no um, the rest of the class goes like this, where she is daring students to throw knives at her. The cannon is the, the cannon is the big opener. Past that, she is basically flaunting her dance moves and showing how they can be beneficial in combat. Ends with like a 30-minute lecture on many battles in Arcavios' history that actually incorporated dance moves unbeknownst to the enemy. And this is how they were won. And she ends it by saying, so if I were you, I would embrace the art of dance because it might save your life one day. Class is dismissed. <laughs> it's like half, half class, half performance, really, for this, this lady. He's still holding the torch. Thank you. Should have gone for a surprise cannon. Come on. <laughs> Hello, everyone. Thank you for joining us again this week. This episode was recorded in Watertown, Massachusetts, also known as the traditional land of the Pekaset and Nanantan peoples. I'd like to give a huge thank you to all of the talented musicians that helped bring this podcast to life with their amazing music. We've provided a link to their web pages in the description. I would also like to thank our talented players, Tyler Rubin, Amelia Markopoulos, Rin Garnett, Michael Yang, and Nikki Aguilar-Thompson. This story would not be the same without their wonderful creativity. I've been your host and DM, Alex Aguilar-Thompson, and I hope to see you here again next week for another episode of Roleplay Radio.